a waste of time. Sometimes you struggle because um, to some side of the bed, very tight schedule yesterday, you were very tired and then you slept off and you woke up late, you were struggling to get out of bed and then someone put a call through to you to encourage you to come to church and you just sluggishly came to church you know, you just strolled into church very tired, I assure you as the service continues you'll be so excited that you came, hallelujah Amen. glory to Jesus, you'll be so excited I can assure and promise you that you'll be so excited, Amen Talk to your neighbor for the last time and welcome the person to church again. Church is always a great place to be. You learn God's word, a place where you're encouraged. Hallelujah. Don't take the meeting for granted. Do your best to remain focused. Do your best not to be distracted. There are many things that can distract you at the meetings. Your mobile phones could distract you. There's nothing wrong if you put off your mobile phones, put it on flight mode. If your phone has a capacity to be on flight mode, but if you have some phones that the best thing to do is just to switch it off, just switch it off. And if you have no phones yet, don't worry, just trust the Lord. Soon you'll have a phone. Hallelujah. Also avoid your neighbors who could be a distraction to you. Some who just whisper something to your ears. Can you see the shoe of the man? That hairstyle, that was the hairstyle I was telling you about yesterday. Those things are not important. Hallelujah. After the meeting, you can have all those discourse. But for now, I want you to focus. Do your best for the next two hours, maximum three hours, and just profit from the meeting. Hallelujah. With joy in my heart, I welcome to the stage to bring us God's word, Pastor Kenetiku Okonkwo. All the way from Akure. Glory,
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. service, I go on WhatsApp because I know that there's a deadly there's a singing, rejoicing in the Lord, teenagers, the men, the women, always encouraging. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm sure we're ready to, I think we're ready to wax an album now. Hallelujah. Amen. Reminds you of something he says he, he, he tries to separate or distinguish between a corporate anointing and a cooperative anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, what does it mean? What other have you just said? Well, you will not find the word corporate anointing in the Bible, but it just means that um, when we come to church like this, it's about the sum of the individual parts. Somebody says, I attend this church so I'm blessed. Well, 
maybe because you've heard the word of faith and power yes but not just because i'm a member of winners church so i'm a winner it doesn't work like that someone says i'm a member of redeemed and i'm redeemed how about people someone like me i'm redeemed too now it's about cooperativeness someone says i attend chosen says i'm chosen too i haven't i've not stepped into the church yet but i'm chosen of god loved of god first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 so it, it's about the some of the constituent parts when we come together and first Corinthians chapter 12 um helps us understand that it tells us that the leg is not the hand the hand is not the leg when we come together subserving god's purpose very powerful amen yeah. ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 says speaking the truth in love we will grow up into him in all things we are additive synergistic amen that's why i'm so glad to be here today because i'm convinced of god's power available at work in us amen amen, amen. amen. i said something yesterday at the center i said you come to into the world circles blf you see what's the world circles what circles are the is it the conglomeration of people who believe the same thing christ death and resurrection nothing esoteric nothing occultic hallelujah amen, amen. You know, so when you come in like this, you discover that we don't ask the Holy Ghost to join us. We don't beg, we don't form or fret. Because we understand that He's indwelling in us. Wherever you go, He's with you. Hallelujah. Wherever you go. He doesn't disappoint like anything. Some of you go to your villages. Some of you, your villages are unmotorable. So MTN cannot get there with network. But wherever you go, He's with you. Amen. In the depth of the sea, he's with you. You are in the aircraft, maybe 50 feet, 50 feet above the air. And then you begin to hear some, you see some, you see the petrol, the, 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 the fuel leaking. The, 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 it's not, this man is great. Evasion fuel is leaking. It's leaking. you there. Amen. Amen. And it makes the difference. Hallelujah. Uh, and um, yesterday, and, and it's so powerful because I, you know, I thank you so much. I on Facebook, Bobo. So who is Bobo? He will soon be in church meeting. And then I met Bobo yesterday. Bobo, those days Bobo used to greet me. Bobo would prostrate. Bobo hugged me. I said, "That's all. That's all. That's all." He just gave me a hug, a bear hug. I felt it in my bones. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn in our Bibles, Philippians chapter three. I understand I have 30 minutes. I'll do my best. So glad to be back home. Looks, looks as though I should just tarry here and, no, and go nowhere. Philippians chapter 3. We'll just learn a few things. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. You have a Bible, look, look into your Bible. 
you don't have a Bible, you will do well to share with somebody. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14 says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So this morning I'll just be exalting briefly what I titled Press On. Hallelujah. Press on. Amen. The man Paul, by by um he 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 well he bequeathed with us or he bequeathed us a large chunk of doctrine and he was just writing it. Not he, he I'm not sure he, he knew that Pastor also would be seated down here 30th of May. The year 2021 listening to me read out his writing he was writing some some letter as though you are penning a private you know um heartfelt thoughts to your friend and he was just saying something he was stating his resolve writing to the people of philippi was somebody used of god to pen a great deal of the of the new testament indeed um he wrote many of the books of the new testament like Pastor also said on Friday, the, the authorship of the book of Hebrews is in doubt. But nonetheless, um, we've been blessed by his writings. But the man in, in, the, in Philippians, he was a man who had, he, by all standards, he, in, in Corinthians, he had said, he said, the, the signs of an apostle were made manifest to you. This man in Philippians chapter 3, he says, I press on. I'm wondering what kind of man is this? I, I thought he should just rest on his wife. He should just take a back seat to see what's happening. He says, I press on. I like this translation in verse 13. He says, I'm straining forward. Uh, it, it looks to me, what, what, what it paints to me is a race. And, I, I, and it looks to me more of a marathon than a sprint. And I'm going to explain a bit what I mean. The Christian is running a race. He's not running a race because he wants to get to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody says, I want to get to heaven. Oh God, forgive me. And you wake up every morning, God, forgive me. No, that, that's not it. He's running a race because he's a child of God in glory. He's, there's the mark of the price of the high calling. God has called him. He has a standard. He has a purpose in God. He wants to achieve. He wants to accomplish much for God on earth while the time lasts. This is a man who has done much. The church at Galatia, the church at Philippi, the church at Corinth, the church at Rome, all submitted to him. Yet, the man said, I'm pressing on. Such doggedness, determination, such tenacity, stamina. I'm pressing on. If there was a man who said, who should have said, no, I've, I've seen enough, I've heard enough, I've been in the world circles enough. He says, I'm pressing on. It shows I'm straining. And I said, it compares to the marathon. I've only been privileged to run in the marathon once. Once, I know how tedious, 
how laborious. I was in secondary school then. I almost died. Ask me what. Ask me. Ask me what what position I took. I was the one twenty fifth. No, I did not. You must clap for me. No, no, no. It's not a joke. It was one twenty fifth out of two three thousand. So it's not a joke. I thought I was first. As far as I was concerned, that day I was the first. Because it was a 10 kilometer race. I was running. I was running. Lactic acidosis in my legs. My legs were heavy. I was running. I was puffing. I was running. Some people were by the road giving glucose. I was running. I was, some people dropped by the road. I can't go. Mommy, I can't go again. My heart wants to drop. I kept on running. I kept on running. I kept on passing folks. Some people were passing. I was wondering what's happening. Are they carried on eagle's wings? very tedious very laborious i continued running i continued running i continued when i got to the end i asked them to give me the tally you know when you i saw 125th i said what what then i said i said i've tried the next year it was time for a marathon they did not find me very tedious i was training I love to watch the marathon races. You need to see them. They are sweating. They are looking focused. I'm pressing. I'm straining. And it's important for you to know you are running against the grain, against the current. The one of the, the first thing I will, I will have you know you are running against, you are running against yourself. Many times, we are always against, we think the devil is against us, but the Bible says you have victory. It says he that is born of God. First John chapter 4, verse 4, first John chapter 5, verse 4. He says, He that is born of God has overcome the world. He will not overcome. You are not, you are not, you are not some, you're not some, you're not at the mercy of the devil. You are an overcomer. The issue is not the devil no more. The Bible says in, in Galatians 1, verse 4, who are delivered us from this present evil world. <laughs> yeah, the question is not when will you be delivered? The question is you are delivered. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12, 13, 13 years who have delivered others from the kingdom of darkness he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The issue is not the devil no more. You are delivered. You are delivered. Remind me, I was I was at the church some some months ago. I'd gone for a child naming a redeemed church. You know, very jokey church. Someone said, "What does joking mean?" Now, joking appearance. I thought it was going to be great. You know, I just I've not been in a church so joking appearance. Really, very jokey. So, what does joking mean? After the sense, Pastor Uzo, you have lost the slang. Very jokey. Don't assume you know. You don't know until you know. Hallelujah. So I got into the church and at the naming the church education or the naming ceremony, I saw it, it was this church was scanty. I saw a choir that had come out. It was it was a motley gang. You'd have thought they were just a group of arm robbers or kingpins or something. Somebody was singing. They, they, we had delivered, delivered, delivered. Very terrible voices. They were croaking like frogs. Okay, I should, I should stop. I'm going to stop now. We are delivered. So I said, delivered? Yes! I got the message. We are delivered. We are delivered. Delivered, 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 delivered. I said, thank you, Jesus. 
I began to look, I began to see them in a new light. We have been, they have been, I said, delivered in a, in, a, in a child education. That's true. I may not know the child tomorrow, but I know I'm delivered. So we are, we are, we are, we are done. The pastor came on stage. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The man said, stand to your feet. Let's pray for deliverance. I said, oh God, there's a problem here. What's happening? Did he, this man didn't hear what they just said now. Did he hear? I said, it's too bad. Something the devil calls cognitive dissonance. I said, there's a problem. Why are you like you know not for being born again? You have been you've been plucked out of the hand of the devil forever. You're not his vassal. You're not you're not you're not sorry to the devil no more. You are a child of God. The Bible says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. It says you've been you've been plucked out. You've been you will show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. So what we're talking about, we are running the race. The race is not a race because you want to make heaven. The Bible says you are citizens of heaven. Your home is heaven for our citizenship is in heaven. So you are running a race. You want to make progress. You want to accomplish much for God while the time lasts. But you see, the number one of the number one problem is your flesh. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1, it says, seeing that we are compassed with so cloud so great the cloud of witnesses. He said, let us run with patience. Let's look at it together. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Someone says, is he quoting from the book of Moses? I haven't seen it in my Bible yet. You're going to see it today. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, let us lay every si- aside every side, every weight, and the sin that so easily beset. Or this someone says use the word so clean, so easily cleaned closely. You know why some folks are not in church this morning? I want to give you some examples. You know why some folks are not in church this morning? They step out of their room and their wardrobe malfunction. You know, say what, what do I mean? I'm not saying that their wardrobe in the in the in the hostel collapsed. I mean that they, they just stepped out that dazzling cloth that the tailor had promised was was just immaculate. They were ready to slay in church. They were men's layers. The, the zip just gives way. They go back home. They are like, oh God. God has failed me. I was, I was, I was set to get Pastor Uzo by, by, by a storm, by a whirlwind. The, the zip tears. It just gives way for being a weak zip. It's not the devil. It's just a zip. So she goes back home and says, I'm sad. The devil has got me today. Personal issues. Can I give another example? Last night was the champion's sleep. Some people, are, some people are in mourning this morning. Their team has lost. They, are, they couldn't take dinner. No breakfast this morning. They're all in church. They are Man City supporters. How many of us are all blues? How many of us are Chelsea fans? They're, hey, you see? they're in church because Chelsea has just won the Champions League. They are, they are overcomers. They just won the Champions League. You, 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 you put a bet with your last 5K. And the odds were 2 to 1 in favor of Pep Guardiola. Because he's the master tradition of all. Tickets the courts. Oti go to courts. Oti sonu. How, how do we, what do we do? You are in debt already. You thought it was our shot. You even had the voice of an angel say, 
Manchester City, Man City. Personal issues that disturb commitment. You are running, but those personal issues have, have stymied you. You know why athletes run with the barest of clothes? It's because they don't want to be enamored by themselves. Imagine an athlete running 100 meters. No matter whether he's Usain Bolt or his brother, if you wear clothes in an Agbada, I will overtake him. I guarantee you. I'm fit to, I'm ready. Personal issues. Personal issues. Then the other thing, and this, this, this may shock you, you are running against time. Bible says in First Corinthians chapter four, verse four, Peter rather chapter four, verse seven. It says the time, that the end of all things is at hand. He says, be sober and watch on to break. You know, some of us feel I'm still young. I'm still young. I'm still young. I, I want to finish school. Then you will see me. Whatever you will see me in ministry. Hey, hey, Rika, I'm going to. I'm going to revamp all the equipment. Just wait and see. I want to get married so that I can do ministry. You know, to me, it looks, I couldn't believe two years have gone since I was, I set my feet, my feet in church. Time is an illusion. We just, have, we just feel that I have time. Let me just take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. It needs to. You are doing other things that are taking you farther from God. Like not running with patience. Let's see Hebrews, Romans chapter 11, verse 13. Let me shed some light. I'm running against time. I said, I said, I'm running against time. Bobo is, I'm late already. Romans, oh, do I have it? Okay, Romans chapter 13, 13 rather. Verse 11. I'm running against time. Some of us feel I'm young. <laughs> and I agree, but it's an illusion of time. Oh, you look messy. It's just a matter of time. You'll be old and gray. They're going to have a pot belly very soon. Whether you say amen or not. Hallelujah. Okay, he said amen. He wants a pot belly. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. It says, Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. It says, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. It says, the night is far gone. The day is at hand. Time is an illusion you don't have. You don't, see, the Bible says to redeem the time because the days are evil. You must buy back time. You must make the most of time. Now is the time to do. Now is the time of salvation. This is the time to run. Jesus was, was at the well in Acts, John chapter 4. And honestly, he was hungry, he was thirsty. It was a good time to eat and drink. And then here comes a woman to the well. And, but it presented a better opportunity, a time to share the gospel. You see, he had, he had, he had been done, he had blessed her life, he had given her the word of care. She had, she had repented, she had become an evangelist, she had called the folks in her, in her community, they had come, they were irreverent. Disciples came back, he said, this man is stretching. He has eaten somewhere. <laughs> and we thought he was hungry. He, he said, my meat and my drink is to do the will of my father. And to finish it. Says night will come. You, you'll be shocked. You are pregnant. You are pregnant. You are in USA. You, can't, you want to come for central? You can't come. You want to 
be in church, but you are, yeah, yeah, you are, you are in the maternity world, you are giving birth. Time is an illusion. You can't afford to handle time as, as carelessly as we do. When it comes to the things of God, we are, we are very lax with time. We just feel where well, there's time. There's time, but you just don't have that time. You must run. You must make the most of time. I want to, I want to leave us with a few things. I'm talking about stamina, tenacity. And that's why I use the word the marathon. You must hold tenacity to the things you have believed. In, 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 in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, it says we must pay the more energy to the things which we have heard. It says, lest by any means we sleep up. It says, the word, if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and there was a just recompense of reward, it says how much more? I must be tenacious. Have you seen the athlete running? The marathon He's running tenaciously. He has focus. He's pressing. He's pressing. He's not running. He's not so much about he's running against against somebody. He's running against himself. He's running against time. It's not so much about the other person. No matter how much you want to run, run up against the other person, if you are not if you are not ready, if you are not fit enough to run against yourself and against time, you're not going to achieve much. The man pauses. I'm straining. I'm pressing. He speaks of doggedness. I'm in that same place. I'm straining. I'm pressing. Despite contradiction, I'm straining. I'm pressing. You are running. I can't forget that marathon. It's etched in my memory somewhere. I'm straining. I'm, I'm, I'm pressing. The call of God on my life. You know, you know there, there's something we use in, in common parlance in this area. We call it Takuti Jesu. Amen. How many of us have gone for Takuti Jesu programs? Oh God. You know, they paid us as helpless, as hopeless. Just hold on to the leg of God. Hold on to the leg of God. He may just help you. But the man Paul speaks in, in the book of Acts. He says, having received the help of God, I proceed to this day. He, I'm, I'm holding on to God as a pupilla, as a bulwark, as the anchor. I'm running. <laughs> Very serious. I'm, I'm running with him. He speaks of receiving help, eternal help. Help, I'm going. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, verse 6, it says, it says, beware of convictiousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You are looking for assurance. That's assurance from God's word. He's with you wherever you go. I'm pressing. Can I ask you, what is your commitment to Christianity? Is it tenacious? Is it tendition? Some of us are some of us are, are graduating. They're going to be off campus in a bit. You may not have that that luxury. And I want to use our luxury of Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sunday meetings are gone. You it's a personal commitment whether you're going to pray and read your Bible. You've been spoon fed all the while. Pastor Delight says, Will you come for fellowship? You say, I'm not sure. Will you take Shamata fellowship? You say. I'm coming. 
After, after the fellowship, you go to item seven. You know, you know somebody, I was talking with somebody yesterday. She said she misses the good old times. She said, when she will go to item seven in the name of Pastor Uzo and collect food, I said, you are, you are a bad, you are a bad Christian. You've ruined the man. The man can't recover again. He's paying debt after many years. He says, after fellowship, he goes to item seven and says, you know that yellow man is in his debt. I'm committed to Christianity. It's a personal commitment. I'm straining and striving. Days will come when Bible study and prayer will be. You, you, you have no time. You'll be have exams. There will be have, there will be issues. Reasons why you should not pray or read your Bible. But that's the time to strain to press. The man Paul says, brothers, brethren, strain. I just, I just want to commend you to this. Strain. Sometimes you have a prayer partner who just got a job. <laughs> and, and you are there, you don't have a job. You say, it's not a devil. It's just that you studied Islamic engineering. How you have a job? It's, it's unprofitable in heaven and on earth. I once met a job witness man who told to, he said to me, he said, well, what, 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 what did you study? I said, medicine. He shook his head. He said, oh God. I wish you studied engineering. Because when, the, when there's, there's a new heaven and earth, engineers will need on earth. Doctors will not be needed. I'm sorry for you. Your, your cost is irrelevant. I said, I said, I said, thank God for eternal life. <laughs> Glory to God. It's possible you are done with school and you don't have a job. Your prayer partner says, there's no need to pray. I, I walk, I live, I live at Mowe. I go to work at VI. No time to pray. I leave 4 a.m. in the morning. I come 4 a.m. in the night like a, like a thief. He says, I can't pray. Pray, you need a job. I don't want to need a job. Pray. You are disappointed. You are disillusioned. You say, God has failed me. That's the time to press. There's a job that consumes you. You are supposed to pray. That's the time to press. Whatever it is, whatever personal issues you have, there are reasons not to pray. I could enumerate a thousand and one reasons not to pray. Once you go to UK, you don't need, there are certain things you do. You don't pray for light. I know that one. You don't, you don't pray for light. Last night, I was at home. I, I, they took the light. It was hot. I said, God, God, where is the light? When you get to UK, you are pressing. It's a commitment to Christianity. You must be tenacious. You must be dogged. You must be rugged. It's a commitment to Jesus. I must accomplish much for God, for his kingdom, while the time passes and there's no time. Amen. Let's rise to our feet. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just pray something in the Holy Ghost. Hey, 